Lord Jesus, as we enter more deeply into this year 2018, help us to resolve to live our lives in ways that are more according to your will and purpose. Help us to understand our true identity. Help us to understand what it means to live our lives in you. We pray this in your name. Amen. To kick things off on this morning, I'd like you to see some logos on the screen. We're going to talk about brand today and talk about identity. We're going to see some different logos. Which was, what is that? Nike, okay? This one's easy, right? McDonald's. Sprouts, I mean, that's the words right in there, okay? Starbucks. Now, hold on. Let's see if you're awake. What's the problem with this one here? Flipped around, okay? The top one should be Pepsi, and the bottom one is Coke. So I want to see if you're awake, okay? Discount tire. Apple. Now, these are a few of many brands that are out there, logos that you, know, you see that, maybe something comes to mind. Maybe you had a great experience with um, those companies. Maybe you didn't. Um, life is all about brands. In fact, each and every one of us has our own brand, our own identity. We're going to talk about that today, but before we even get to that, I want to talk a little bit about what we are as a church. In fact, we have a vision. We have a mission. We have a purpose. In fact, every week in the the bottom of the second page of our bulletin, we have listed right there our vision, our mission, our purpose, our vision to build a vibrant community of disciples who share the deep and wide love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. Our mission, leading people to follow Jesus. And really, you can't do that unless we first follow him ourselves. And even the first, our vision, notice it's not just for Scottsdale, it's for the world. Because Jesus calls us to be people that, um, a church that makes disciples to reach the entire world. In our purpose, there's three main words, the three Ds. Discover, develop, declare. Discovering faith in Jesus Christ by the power of spirit and, and a life of worship like we are right now, but also um, all week long that we worship God in our lives. To develop in our faith growing in the word of God and realizing no matter where we are in our spiritual journey, there's room to keep growing. And then declare. We declare our faith through our actions, through our words, to those around us. Discover, develop, declare. How are we doing? And ultimately, as a congregation, um, it all comes down to each of us individually. You know, we're a part of the body of Christ. And every one of us is called to live our lives um, in Christ. And so I ask the question right now, what is our brand? What is our identity? And when it comes right down to it, um, there's choices we can make. But for, you know, first of all, I want to share with you before those choices, in the last couple of weeks, I had the opportunity to um, officiate a couple of funerals. And one was in Bozeman, Montana. And the individual that passed away was a member of our church who lived here for the last year and a half, but he, um, the service was in Montana where he spent most a good portion of his life. He was a school teacher. He taught high school. And it was really interesting at the service to hear former students and some of his colleagues he worked with come to me and share how he had impacted their life in such an incredible way. And also how they brought up that they were all aware of the fact that he was a strong believer in Jesus Christ. In fact, even every member of his family is a Christian. Um, that ultimately his identity was in Christ. Did a service, funeral service on Friday. 
for a guy that was 33 years old when he passed away. And for most of his life, he had cancer. For a great portion of his life, he went through a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, and they, they showed a video um, with different pictures of his life from the time he was an infant all the way through his 33 years, and every single picture had a smile on his face. And the people that knew him, they realized he was somebody that persevered, somebody who was always positive in the face of his suffering and, and challenges. At his church, he was known as a guy that would, would greet um, visitors and guests at the church, and he would often take them out to lunch to help them to truly feel a part of the church family. He was a strong believer in Christ. Did a lot of good things in his life, but most importantly, his identity was in Christ. You know, as I officiate these services, sometimes I I start thinking about my own mortality. I realize I'm not going to be here forever. I start wondering, okay, what's going to happen someday when when I pass away? What what are people going to say at my funeral? Are they going to say, wow, I'm sure glad he's gone. He was the worst preacher I ever heard. You know, I'd that's not really what I would hope to be hearing. I'd rather hear things like this. Wow, he was somebody who helped me to learn to believe in Jesus. He, he led me to Jesus. Or he was somebody who helped me to grow in my faith in Jesus Christ. That would be the ultimate compliment because that has eternal significance. You know, I pray that my identity is being used or be, be viewed as being in Christ, that I'm viewed as somebody who truly is branded, so to speak, in Christ. When it comes right down to it, we have a choice as far as where we find our identity, the path that we're on. And there's two main choices. Either we find our identity in the world or in the Lord. You're probably wondering what this backpack and these rocks are. Imagine what would your identity be like if you were outside of Christ? And I understand what it's like because I, my first 18 years I lived not believing in Jesus. So if you are only in the world, not in faith in Christ, obviously you're living for who? For yourself, for the most part. Um, The word here is ego, easing God out. And if you're living for yourself, if you're putting yourself on the throne of your life, you're being the master of your own universe, how does it go? Kind of up and down, doesn't it? Sometimes it may go well, sometimes it just crashes and, and burns. And so outside of Christ, we have to carry our own ego. Something else we have to carry, our own sin. There's two things in life as far as the things we do, the things we think. There's, there's love and there is sin. And sin is living outside the bounds of, of love. And ultimately, if we're outside of Christ... Number one, we all sin, but we carry our sins. We can't take away our own sins. We carry our guilt. We carry all the challenges, our addictive behaviors, all the things we do wrong. We carry those with us. We can't get rid of our own problem of sin. We can't get rid of our sins. We have to carry that burden. Outside of Christ... We have quite a burden to carry. Our ego, sin, guilt. And for a lot of people, this is all they know, okay? For me, for the longest time, it's all I knew until I met somebody who completely changed my life. That someone is Jesus. You see, he has something so much better for us. 
in Galatians. Our section that we read to, heard a little bit ago. In verse 20 of chapter 2, it says, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's one of many, many verses that talk about living in Christ or Christ living in us. In Romans 6.23, it says, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in who? Christ Jesus our Lord. That through Jesus, what happens? We have a new Lord and Master. We have someone who came and lived and died and rose to take away our sin. That through Jesus, he calls upon us to take our burden, our ego, our sin, and place it at the foot of the cross. He takes that burden. He sets us free. In ourselves, we have limited power and ability. Through Jesus, all things are possible. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That through him, anything can happen. And Jesus is calling upon us to live through him. To have our identity in him ultimately be branded in him. You know, every one of us here, I think most of us, I would assume, um, received a very special gift, maybe when you were an infant. You may not even remember when you received it. What's it called? Baptism. It's Jesus who says to us, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. We were baptized, we're baptized into, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We all have different names right now as far as our earthly names. We all have a common heavenly name. We're all part of the family of God. The name of God has been sealed to us. You think about a, a rancher that has his, his herd, and he, he puts his brand on the, his herd on each animal to show ownership. We now are under the ownership and the leadership of our God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We're called upon to live in him. He's not a God who's far away. He's a God who's here, a God who wants to dwell and to live in him and he in us. And every one of us, we're all unique. We are all different. The, the bottom line is God calls upon us to be who we have been created to be in Christ. Every one of us has been put together uniquely, different personalities, different appearances, and ultimately different groupings of spiritual gifts. And one of the biggest keys in life to find identity is to find out who we are in Jesus Christ. I want to share with you from um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 7 and, 20, and 27. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them and all men. Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. In verse 27, now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. What's that saying? Every one of us, we are number one. We don't belong to ourselves. We belong to, number one, God, and we belong to each other. 
And every one of us has a special manifestation given by God's Spirit, which means certain spiritual gifts, certain callings in our lives that he wants us to live out. And as we live that out, glory goes to God, and we're all blessed collectively together. And the more that we find what that calling is, what that identity that we have in Christ is, the more we're going to find something pretty incredible. In fact, the next question I ask you is this. Does anybody here, to go to this new year, was, was one of your goals maybe to be happy, joyful, and free? Anybody here want to have that? To be happy, joyful, and free? Because I know it's what God wants for every one of us. In the last couple of years in particular, I've seen it so clearly as I've studied God's word. You know, maybe we think all the fun's going to be in heaven. Heaven's going to be incredible. It's going to be amazing. We're seeing the tip of the iceberg now. Heaven's going to be amazing. But God also wants us to have a great life even now, to make a difference even now. You know, Jesus said in John 15, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do what? Nothing. Or even in um, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. For it's by grace you are saved through faith. It's not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not by works so no one can boast. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. We're saved by grace, and that's all in Christ. But ultimately now that we've been saved by grace, we're called to be the workmanship of Christ Jesus, and he does the work through us. In Christ Jesus, we are the workmanship. And every one of us has a special calling. And the more that we find that calling, the more that we find that plan, the more we're going to find the joy, the happiness, the freedom. The Bible talks a lot about it. Be joyful when? Always. Rejoice in the Lord? Always. I say it again, rejoice. The truth will set you what? Free. He wants us to experience that freedom, that happiness, that joy now, but the key is living in him. We're not going to find the answers in the world. They're found in our relationship in Jesus Christ. And so one of the biggest challenges we have in our lives, what we're called to do is, is to grow in our identity, to grow in our brand, I guess you could say. And how is that done? And I spent a lot of time thinking about this, and what came to mind was um, Jesus when he was 12 years old. We just recently you know, celebrated his birth. And he went to the um, temple a young child to be dedicated, but then at the age of 12, something happened. He was in the temple, and his family was with him, and then the family left, and they thought that Jesus was with them. They're three days out from Jerusalem, and guess what? They can't find Jesus. And so they um, turn around, they, they hurry back to Jerusalem looking for their son, and they find him where? In the temple. And he's teaching the teachers of the law. He knows more about the Bible than they do. And Mary does something very interesting. It says she pondered what she saw. I'm sure she was a bit ticked off and upset, but she pondered. And I think sometimes we need to ponder too. To stop and just take in what God's doing around us in this crazy world in which we live and how God is he's always involved in various ways. And then it says Jesus went with them. He was obedient to them. And then verse 52 of chapter 2 of Luke lays out something very significant. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and men. And so from the age of 12 to the age of 30, that gap that we don't know a lot about Jesus, what's going on? That's it. Growing in wisdom, stature, favor with God and men. There's a lot there. That's loaded, folks. Growing in wisdom. The wisdom of what? 
the Word of God. He was growing in the Word. In fact, he was a Word that became flesh. And wisdom goes beyond knowledge. It goes beyond understanding. Knowledge is in the mind. Understanding is in the heart. Wisdom is living out the Word. And we live in a very knowledge-based society today, folks. You know, so, so often we're so used to just receiving all kinds of information continuously you know, from our electronic devices. In fact, it's sometimes we have to think, okay, Siri, tell me about this. You know, more and more it's just being handed to us. And God is calling for us to go beyond just knowledge when it comes to his word, but to understand it in our heart, to live it out in our lives, and that's wisdom. The word discipleship comes from the word discipline. It takes work, effort, but yet we're living in a world that wants the quick fix. used to be the one-hour workout, then it's a half-hour workout, now it's a three-minute workout. Let's be honest. What can be done in three minutes, folks? Even for our young people today, fast food is too slow, okay? They're finding new ways for them to get food even quicker. They carry sometimes these energy bars with them. The world is changing, but the bottom line is we can't be influenced by the world. We need to be influenced by the Word of God. That's where we find our true identity. And I want to encourage you to take time to be in the Word this year. A lot of you went right to the Bible last year. Congratulations. You made it through the entire Bible. But if we don't make a plan in our own personal lives to be in the Word, what's going to happen? The world's going to take over. We have all kinds of Bible studies kicking off. I want to encourage you to find something that works for you. We're starting a new one this year called The Disciple's Journey, and it's one I'm going to be teaching on Saturday mornings over the next two years. We're going to be going through all the main teachings of the Bible. It'll be 26 sessions this year, 26 sessions next year, 13 this half of the year, 13 the next half of the year. Um, something to consider, but there's, find something that works for you. It's, it's your journey. You know, what is God calling for you to do? Growing in wisdom. And ultimately, when you grow in wisdom, it affects your stature. Your stature is, is your reputation, okay? He was growing in physical stature, but he's also developing in his identity being formed as who he was as a son of God. You want to study the life of the most incredibly self-aware person to walk on this planet with the most incredible identity? Study Jesus. He's our model. He's our example. And the more that we grow in the wisdom of God, the more we are becoming like Jesus, who we are in Jesus. We're all still unique, but we're becoming the person that we're meant to be in Christ. And that leads to the last two, growing in favor with God and with people. The word favor and love can be interchangeable there. All the commandments are summarized how? Love God, love your neighbor. And as you grow in your relationship with Jesus, as Jesus becomes more a part in you, um, what happens is your love is going to grow too. That ultimately his love fills you and you love him back. And the more you love him back, the more you're going to learn to love who? Everybody. Because God loves everybody. We're going to learn more about that in the next in a couple weeks to come here. And but the bottom line is, and here's a challenge. When you go out this week, as you look at the people you see out there, ask yourself, every person you see, do I love that person? That's a tough thing, isn't it? If we're honest with ourselves, that's our goal, to learn to love everybody because that's how God is. And the more that we can be that way as individual people, as a congregation, this is meant to be a church open for who? Everybody. It's a journey. You know, in closing, I want to read to you from Ephesians chapter 4. And it says, there is one body and one spirit. 
Just as you were called to one hope when you were called one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all, through all, and in all. There are so many in verses in the Bible about in God, in Christ, and in the Holy Spirit. I encourage you, if you've got some time this week, to look up some of those verses. But the bottom line is we have a God who's over us, God the Father. We have a, a God who lives in us by the power of his Holy Spirit, and we have a God who desires to live through us, and that's the image of Jesus through us out to the world. And one last analogy. My, my guess is almost all you have this, right? What good is this without this, okay? You're at 2%. What happens if you don't charge up? Your phone goes dead. Now imagine this is us. The key is that we need to be charged up and the energy is in Christ, being in his word, worshiping him like you are right now, in prayer, being in Christ. And imagine that the percent also determines the amount of energy flowing through us. My prayer is that we are upping our percentage this coming year, that we're learning to turn our lives more over to Christ. That everything we do, we're asking ourselves, am I doing this for God's glory? Jesus, what do you want me to do here? How do you want me to react? That this year, 2018, is a year dedicated to our God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That our goal this year is to be who we are in Christ and realizing our identity is in him. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, the world is pulling at us all around. And so often we're so much more influenced at times by the world than we are by your word. We pray that you help us to dump out the garbage from the world, our ego, our sin, to open up the inside of our lives like a container that you, Lord Jesus, can come and dwell within us. That what we do, what we say, how we live is through you. Our desire is to live in you. And let that be our journey this coming year and for all eternity. We pray this in your name. Amen. This time the offering will be received. You please sign the registers in your rows at this time as well.
Friends, at this time I invite you to stand as we declare together our Christian faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Friends, as you prepare to go from this place today, take to heart the words we heard from Pastor John this morning. To know fully clearly within your own heart your identity being in Christ. And then go from this place living out that identity each day. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. I know where we can go Troubles down eating
We're going down.